Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network, or as I have officially renamed this podcast, the greatest and the fastest growing and the one that gives away the most literal money. I'm not just talking about dollars through picks. I'm talking actual dollars. That's this podcast, the greatest of all these things of all time, because we have strung together another big winning week. I am Chad Millman from the Action Network, and I am joined, as I am every week, by professional better Simon Hunter. Simon, say hello. Take a bow, brother. Hello, Chad and listeners. How are you? Good, buddy. That was... uh. I know that was painful for some of our listeners with that Browns game. That was a fun weekend for me. <laughs> I know. That uh, was it? Oh my god! We're we'll get into it. It, 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 cra- it, it was. Uh, it was definitely a good weekend, buddy. Uh, we we dodged some bullets. We stepped into some traps, but overall, we had a winning weekend. We did, and I'm gonna I'm gonna remind everybody that uh, you, professional better, you're joining the podcast every single week. We have entered the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. We will decide what picks we are going to put in together. We got to pick five games every, every week. Quite frankly, we are still goddamn geniuses. As everybody knows, we went five in the last week. Uh, and before we get to the, re- to the recap, we're going to get to the recap. Before we get there, a reminder that we are bringing back the cash-fueled phrase that pays contest. What does that mean? Simon and I are doing so well, and we just went three and two, from now through the end of the season, we are giving one lucky listener $100 for every game we win each week. Last week, we won three games. Here's the special trick, the special bonus. One of the games we lost was that Browns game that you just mentioned, Simon, including me. I will tell a story about that because an extra point uh, was missed and it did not cover the three and a half point spread. So our winner, which we will announce at the end of the show, is getting $400. That's how kind we are. That was a Matt, producer Matt Mitchell uh, special request that I granted, being the benevolent leader that I am. To be eligible for our phrase that pays contest, to be eligible for the cash, go review the podcast using the phrase, Simon says, we love winning. And if we like it and randomly choose it, you will win the money. That's it. We will announce last week's winner at the end of the show, so you got to stick around. All right. As I said, we went three and two in the contest. I think we're 22 and 13. Last week on the, on the podcast, Simon, we were committed to sticking with our early instincts, and it worked mostly. Why did you think it was such a good weekend? <laughs> um, it was such a good weekend because I, I trusted myself and um, – there was a lot of line movement and money coming on certain games that really scared the hell out of me. Like I made a decent amount of bets on green Bay on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then come Saturday, um, I think our good friend Darren Ravel tweeted out, it was like 93% of the money was on green Bay and 97% of the tickets were on green Bay. And if you've been, if you gambled long enough, especially bet on football, you know that a, a road team that's a favorite getting over 90% of the money, you might only win one of five, like one out of every five of those kind of situations. It's, it's just a, not, it's a rare, it's a rare time where the book has just really misread the situation and they left a ton of points out there and the public, I know they're getting smarter, but this is one of those where the, the public was just coming in so heavy. So I end up switching out green Bay for us. And I ended up switching out the Bills when Sam Darnold came back. And I ended up switching out uh, Pittsburgh because basically there's, there's a couple of really sharp groups that are well-known, and especially in Vegas. It, it all depends on what group we're talking about. There's, there's, there's some of them that are four or five people, and they only make maybe one or two bets a weekend, and they're good. And I got word that this group was coming in on Tennessee, and I was just not really worried about it. I was just gave me a little hesitation. And then I checked in the morning, it was like 70% of the money was on Tennessee, even though all these tickets were written for Pittsburgh. So even though I loved Pittsburgh and I had a lot of money on them, I backed out of it because I was just like, 
like these dudes are pros. Like I, I'm also a pro. I, I read it right, obviously. Like Green Bay, I mean uh, Pittsburgh won by the skin of their teeth, but that was still a good number. But it was one of those where, yeah, I, I got a little scared by the professionalism, the public in a couple of these spots this week that kind of hurt us because we ended up taking a public theme in Cleveland and it burned us. It, it, it burned us. Yeah. Here's the thing, Simon. You're the fucking professional. Like, why are you letting any of this bullshit get into your head? Because it's costing us fucking games. And I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you what else. As everybody knows, I uh, was, uh, let's say I was giving advice to a buddy. And we had decided, you and I decided together, that the best bet for the early games, the best bet for the early games was the Browns. Even though during the week, during the week on this podcast, I'm looking at my notes from last week. I'm seeing like, oh my God, we love the Steelers. Oh my God, we love the Packers. Like, oh my God, oh my God. I have like exclamation points in my notes from last week. Redskins money line, Redskins money line. How is it possible? How is it possible that we end up thinking the best bet of the week is the Browns? And I will tell you, my buddy, you know, he might have gone pretty big on the Browns and maybe or maybe not like, you know, I was influencing him in a pretty big way. It's the first time. So the end of that game, like Baker Mayfield makes the touchdown pass. They're up by three. It's the extra point. I'm standing next to my 14-year-old son, arms wrapped around each other. We're so excited. And like as, as Cody Parkey, who's already broken my heart once because of the double doink, like he, as he is lining up to take the kick, I get a text from my buddy and it just says, oh shit. And he's a couple seconds ahead of me. So I look at the text and by the time I look up, Cody Parkey's kick is sailing wide left. And my kid is like, oh my God. And then I took my phone and I just lightly sort of just tossed it. I'm uh, And I screamed, oh my God. It's the first time like my kid has ever heard me in anger after a bet. And then I'm thinking to myself, like the Lions we loved on the money line, the Steelers we loved, the Packers we loved, like all the games that we loved. And I went all in and every way on the Browns. I texted you like I am leveraged <laughs> to the hilt on the Browns. When we read the Steelers game spot on on Tuesday. Yeah, also I did, in fairness to me, I did text you famous last words when you said you were all in on the Browns. As soon as all the, like, Green Bay covered, and I think, because all these games had finished before it, all these big favorites, I go, all right, me and Chad are going to be the ones that are going to get the raw deal here. But, no, it hurts, man. But also at the same time, that was brutal. But it was like, the worst one has to be that New England. But that, that, that one's not that bad because it's a clean death where it's like, that Cleveland when we were in it the whole time, we thought we had a chance. And the New England one, I knew it probably, I would say, three drives in for New England, that game was over for New England. Just Cam Newton's, he's either injured or he's just done. But, like, we'll, we'll talk. I'm just done with New England for at least the next couple of weeks until they figure out that whole situation because they just look broken right now. So it, it was a good weekend where we had three – Three games are pretty pretty damn easy, man. That Washington one, that was an easy no sweat. The uh, the Bucks was an easy no sweat, and you never really doubted the Carolina one because it was seven and a half. As long as we had the hook, even if they would have kicked, got a touchdown or a field goal there at the end, we were going to be good. So, all in all, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. It could have been a five and zero weekend if we had gone with the Steelers and the Packers. S story of my life. I know, right? Story of every. It's the story of every better's life. You know, yeah, but that's, that's what cracked me up where you're like, how can you react to that Cleveland miss? And it's like, I, it, this is another Tuesday for me, buddy. It's just like, that's just how it is. Once you do this enough, you're kind of not numb to it, but you're like, all right, I was on the wrong side. On to the next one. That's why I never really get too high or too low. It's just, you're always thinking about the next one. So it, it was funny where you were just like, it, how is this guy being so relaxed about the Browns here? Or no, man, I was... I literally got up to my buddy and I said, I'm dead inside. So I'm with you on that one. Well, I'm glad you said you're dead inside because I will tell you that like that was one of the first games where I could barely function after. Um, like I almost always feel okay after a game. Like a loss is a loss, but that Cleveland one, 
that that took the wind out of me. Like my buddy was texting me. <laughs> he was texting me and he's like, hello, are you there? Hello. And I just texted back like, I need a minute. And like three <laughs> hours later, three hours later, I hadn't texted him back. And he is just like, at this point, he's just going in on me. Nice pick. I can't believe, I can't believe you do this for a living. What, what is going on? And like he was, you know, completely just fucking with me because he knew how like devastated I was. Because I like, just to lose it that way, that, that extra point, it just. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's one of those where like you're, you're sitting there, you're thinking the whole time, even though they're in the game, like what was it? a minute in Baker threw a pick. I was just thinking, Holy crap, man. Me and me and him, I'd rather lose on green Bay than lose on Baker here. What were we, de- what were we thinking? But, Honest to God. What were yeah. we thinking? <laughs> well, you know, we're that, not going to think about That's the life of a gambler. We're not going to think about, let's get into, um, let's get into the Thursday night games. Uh, Thursday night game. It's the Panthers are three point favorites opened as two and a half. It's gone up to three. Um, that's because most of the bets are coming in on the Panthers. A little bit of a money edge right now on the Falcons. Um, uh, hat, t- uh, uh, hat tip heard through HT NFL memes. Only the Falcons could score a game losing touchdown. Yeah. And the worst part about that was I've, so this is three times now Todd Gurley's had these situations. He had it twice with the Rams. And then with this Atlanta and all three times his play involved his team, not covering. It's like this guy, Oh man, Todd Gurley, those Rams ones. Like literally I had like a night where like I woke up to like a dream of him laying down in front of the end zone. I was like, I can't believe I just had a nightmare about a a sports bet. So I had flashbacks to him when he ran over the open field um, and scored that. But yeah, we've hit a point now where the sharp play is to take Atlanta, but I'm not. I'm not doing it. I can't. No. I can't keep back in this Atlanta team. I know they're the smart play, and the Panthers. You like to take them as a dog. We like Teddy as a dog here. That's when we like taking Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. But on a Thursday night at home, um, I saw some crazy stat where these dogs, these road dogs that are plus two and a half, they're covering it or like less, are covering at an eighty-one percent clip right now this season. That's insanity. So. This feels like an even out spot where the Carolina will maybe get down to two and a half, and I think they'll cover. So I, I like the Panthers here. Uh, all right, then let's get into. But you like the Panthers? We don't like Panthers like in a contest kind of way. We just like the Panthers. no, because I keep winning these Thursday bets, and you keep not letting me put them in. I hit on the Bears, and I hit on the all right, uh, the fine, Giants. fine, so done the Thursday. Fine, no, 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 no. 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 Let's do it. I, I don't want to. Because I'm too I, – I, I'm probably like 5-1 and one on Thursdays or 6-1. and one. Like, I don't want to – I'm due for some L's here, bro. Now you don't want to jinx it? Now you're afraid that, like, yeah. if we say yes, it's going to jinx? Your it really will. Record? Atlanta – like, Matt Ryan is just smiling, laying in his bed right now, thinking about it. He goes, this is the week. Simon finally goes against me. And I'm gonna just gonna cover this one easily. So I don't want to do it. I don't want to put it in. All right, fine. We're not gonna put it in. You know what? I don't even want to talk about this game, anyways, because I want to talk about. Uh, let's get to the early Sunday games. The undefeated Steelers, who we probably should have had in our contest this past week, visiting the Baltimore Ravens. To me, this game is massive. You know why? Uh, right now. The Ravens opened at five and a half. They are currently three and a half. Bets coming in on the Steelers. Money coming in on the Steelers. You and I both bet on the Steelers to win the AFC North because of advice that you gave. I have the Steelers 41 to win the Super Bowl. Um, Like, there's a lot on the line in this game. Steelers win this game, and they've got a two-game lead in the division, and that's looking very good for our AFC North bet. Yeah, got to love it for that value. And – We've now hit a point where I, I think this is a letdown spot for the Steelers. They played just an insane game last week, and it was an incredible win. Um, they got the lead, and then the Titans kept coming back, but the Steelers did enough to get that win. And now the public's all over them. Like you just said, this number's down to three and a half, and the smart side is just the Ravens off a of bye in a divisional game. You're hoping this number goes down to three. 
Um, but you really can't take the Steelers here. It's just back to back road games now in a divisional game. It, it's, it's tough for me to take the Steelers here. It feels like not a letdown spot for them, but it just feels like one of these games that the Ravens, they're going to, they're going to win by a touchdown. So I, I would take the Ravens here, but we don't have to put it in. Cause this is such a, not a coin flip game, but, We've seen with the Ravens in these big-time games, Lamar has a letdown. I mean, that Chiefs game on prime time, he really let down in that spot. So in a big game like this, I don't want to do it. I don't want to take the Ravens in our competition, but I do like them betting style. I like it. Like, I wouldn't be averse to putting him in the competition if we got the number at three. You don't hate that? No. I, right, I, agree, with everything, I agree with everything you just said. Like, this is a letdown spot. And the Steelers, by the way, look, they got up big against the Titans. But if we had bet that, and I will admit that, like, because we didn't bet that, I was actually rooting for the Titans to come back and win that game um, just because I didn't want to feel even worse about not having bet it. But they they let the Titans back in that game. They let the Eagles back in the game. They have consistently sort of let teams stay close. They're undefeated, and they went into an undefeated, uh, a game against another undefeated team in the Titans. But they were both like teams that were lucky to get there. I think the Steelers are a little bit better than the Titans, but I think the Ravens are probably better than the Steelers. And if this number gets even lower, we got to take that bet. Yeah. And, and especially like you were just saying, all these teams with these close games with the Steelers, like they almost let Denver's backup QB come in and beat them at home. Yeah. So, like you're saying, they, they've had a lot of these games where they've pulled out and they've won. And I'm with you. I just feel like they're due for a letdown and a loss here. All right. The Chiefs right now uh, opened at 21 <laughs> over the Jets. 21-point <laughs> favorites. Uh, it's been bet down to 19 and a half, uh, 56, no, 66% of the money coming in on the Jets right now. Uh, it, it, it's absurd. It's totally absurd. We're not going to bet this game because I refuse to need the Jets in any way. I don't care what the value is. What a magical gift the Jets have been this year. They really have. Just every week you can tease the team against them. You can put their money line against them. We're just riding them in survivor pool. It's just we're all so blessed that Adam Gase, they're just keeping them to get to tank, tank, for, uh, tank for Trevor. So it's just a wonderful year with these Jets. And everything you said is true. I mean, this is a pro, pro line. Pros are going to take this big number, but – I'm happy to be on the other side. I'll take whatever the Chiefs close at. They're at 19 and a half. I'm good with it. Uh, uh, maybe I'll get back door here on the Jets and, like, I'll live with that. But it's, it's impossible not to take the Chiefs here. I can just see the Chiefs getting points. Like, the Bills, they just kicked field goals last week. I, I can't compare the Bills' offense to the Chiefs' offense. The Chiefs are going to get in the red zone. They're going to score. And what we've seen from the Jets' offense is they can't score. They had, I think they had four total yards in the second half, something crazy like that in that game. So I'm done with the Jets. Uh, I, I bet them last week in the spread when, they, when Sam Darnold got put back in at like plus 11, plus 10 and a half, and I'm good now for the year. I don't, I don't care about taking the Jets again. I, I'm going to ride the Chiefs here in picks and my like betting-wise. You will bet the Chiefs. You will lay 20 points in this game. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sure it could bite me in the ass, but, like, the percentage is saying that this line should be 23 and a half. So, like, I think I'm getting a good number here, so I'm happy to take the Chiefs. All right, reminder, uh, you mentioned Survivor. We took the Bills last week in our Survivor pool. Yeah. And so we will have to come up with a Survivor pool pick. Well, we don't have to. Um, we can do, it's the easiest thing ever, the Chiefs. I mean, if you don't take the Chiefs right. this week, you're dude, terrible at Survivor. dude. I'm laying the suspense track. That's it. I was going to let people know at the end of the show, we're going to have to announce our survivor pool pick, and it was going to be the Chiefs. They should still listen just to hear the giveaway. That's true. We're giving that's away you know, cash. That's, that's true. We've got to give away cash for the winner. All right, so we're going to like the Chiefs and Survivor. We're going to like the Chiefs. We're not going to put a No way favorite. we put them in the contest. No. 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 Here's a, this next game is so interesting because the Bengals are hosting the Titans. This game opened at three and a half, and it's been bet up to six. Not just all the bets are coming in on the Titans, but a crap load of money is coming in on the Titans. Still early in the week. It's Tuesday afternoon. Um, but I would, I would be dissuaded from betting this game and putting this in the contest 
because we're not getting the best of the number. Like it's just too big of a delta. It's gone through four, which really is like a key number these days. And so I, I don't want anything to do with this game right now. I'm so bad with the Bengals, man. Every, every week, Joe Burrow has been burning. I'm either taking him and he lets down or he plays good. I'm going against him. So I'm probably going to take the Titans just because their offense, I think they could not outscore this team, but they're going to put up enough points where I'm not, I wouldn't be worried about the back door. But that's the exact reason we wouldn't put the Titans in our pick pool because it's at the point now where the Titans defense, I, I can never trust them to get a stop. So I can already see it now. They're, they're up 13. Joe Burrow comes down the field, scores, somehow goes for two, and they don't cover the six. So I, I would, I'm happy to stay away from this one, the competition. I don't like this game at all. Joe Burrow is becoming a backdoor killer. He really is just like – he's not someone – I want to have the ball if I'm betting against him at the end of the game. Not yeah. Win your game right now, but certainly going to lose your bets. This is, it's starting to remind me. We'll see what's the deal with Tua, but we've been due for an Eli Rivers, Roethlisberger draft of just three really good quarterbacks you'd want on your team. And it's starting to feel like this might be that draft class where Joe, he's really showing me this kid is tough as hell and he's good. Like his, some of his passes are just really sharp. And we've seen with Herbert over in California where he's really carrying San Diego. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really of high hopes for Tua. Hopefully he plays well in Miami because I love all these rookies this year so far. That is a professional transition, Simon Hunter, because the next game we're talking about, Los Angeles Rams on the road in Miami. Uh, four, three and a half. Let's say it's their three and a half point favorites right now, which is where it opened. Uh, against Tua for the first time. What a charming, lovely moment that was a couple of weeks ago where someone caught that image of him sitting on the spot on the field where he took his first snap to his parents. How Ryan Fitzpatrick has handled this. Fitz magic. Fitz magic. Fitz magic. And the way he was cheering people on, I know that he's bummed. He's getting pulled when he's having a top 10 season and playing really well. And the team is in playoff contention, but I don't mind the move. And I'm super excited to see what Tua can do. Yeah, it's the hundred percent the right move though. Um, we all feel bad for Fitz and we love the guy. He's, he's fun. He takes hits. He never leaves games and he's just tough as hell. But Tua, his upside is just so high that they've kind of hit a point where they're looking at their team and they're saying, you know, maybe we could win this division. And I'm agreeing with them. I think Tua gives them the best chance of doing that because if he is what they think he is going to be, like what they've seen in practice, this kid's going to be the real deal in the NFL. I mean, his, his pass in Alabama was incredible. So I'm, I'm coming to a game here where you're asking me to take a rookie at home on his first start after a bye. I don't love it. I just feel like it's too much time to think about this moment. And it worries me a little bit where um, he might just let down here. And I know the Rams just had a huge win in prime time. And these are usually the teams I like fading, especially the fact they're traveling across country to Florida. But it makes me just nervous where it's to his first start and he's had a lot of time to think about it. And he might overdo it and not just play like free and, be overthinking every situation. So I, I wouldn't put this one in. I'm probably going to end up taking the Rams. Um, but I, I don't want to go against this Dolphins team in our competition. I don't either. Like, forget about Tua for a second. I love Brian Flores as a coach. He always has them ready to play. They play so freaking hard. And with two weeks rest, coming off a bye – against a short week for the Rams traveling across country. Like, this Rams team, they're not world beaters. Like, no. They beat up on a bad Bears team. That, like, if you think about the Bears. Chad. Guy. Come on. Uh... <laughs> they're, they're not a bad team. That was just a trap spot. We, we saw it coming last week. We talked about it last week. That was oh. just a bad spot. No, they're just a bad team. Is there anybody on that team, anybody in any position of skill on that team that frightens you? Is Nick Foles a guy? Like right now, right now, here's the guys who like might be a value in a tradable market. 
Allen Robinson and Allen Robinson. <laughs> You're not going to trade. You don't care about Anthony Miller. You don't, I'm talking about offense. You don't care about Nick right. Foles. You don't care about David Montgomery, who like scatters around instead of running north and south. And like, and by the way, like last night on Monday Night Football, they were talking about this Bears defense like they were so great. All they did was rack up penalties. Like th- this, this team last night was the team that I always worried they would be and that from a statistical perspective, they might have shown they really are throughout the year, only they've gotten lucky in some spots. Um, so, yeah, it was a bad spot for the Bears, but the Rams also beat up on a bad team. Chad's taking this well. Chad, who was the quarterback when you guys went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago? You mean when we went to the Super Bowl 14 years ago? Yeah, who was that quarterback? Rex Grossman. Okay, say that one more time. Don't Listen, don't try to make me prove my point. Here's my bigger <laughs> point about, about that Super Bowl. Rex Grossman wasn't the problem in that game. The problem was Ron Turner, the offensive coordinator, decided the better bet was to put the ball in Rex Grossman's hands instead of giving the ball to Thomas Jones, who had had an incredible year. And so the Bears ended up losing because they didn't use their best offensive weapons in a game in which there was a freaking downpour. And the only thing anyone remembers is that Peyton Manning used to practice with wet balls, and that makes him a genius. And Prince had the greatest halftime show in the history of the Super Bowl. Chad, you're a habitual line stepper, my friend. But yeah, I love I I'm 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 such a Bears fan this year. I just love their defense so much. Everything you said is true, but I just have faith that Nagy and Nick Foles, they're two veteran guys, they'll make adjustments because the offense he's running is as if you guys have a world class offensive line. You don't have that. You have a banged up, not that good offensive line. So once they figure out these quick passes and just getting the ball in Nick's hands, I, I'm telling you, I still got high hopes for this Bears team. So unlike you, I haven't given up yet. Well, we do have them to win the NFC North, and we do have them to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, we still got some money there. We still got some <laughs> money in play. Uh, all right. Let's – all right. So we're going to skip on the Rams and the, and the Dolphins. By the way, yeah. at this point, like, we got one game that we might like, which is the Ravens if they get to minus three. We are, we're not finding a lot of takers here. Let's talk about the Colts. They are three-point favorites on the road at Detroit, getting all the money and majority of the bets. Oh, man, I'm probably going to fall into this trap then because I love the Colts. I think this is such a great, great, great position for the Colts. They're getting healthy off a of bye. Two, two straight road wins for the Lions. And that last one was in epic fashion. That's like the high of highs. This is just great where the Colts – I'm not worried about Phil Rivers here because I'm not going to be relying on him. I'm going to be relying on the Colts' defense, and I think they match up really well with Detroit. And the fact that the Colts are going to be healthy, they needed time for their just the D-line linebacking core to get right with the Colts. So the Lions, you can run on them. Colts, they love to run the ball. I'm with the public here. I'm taking the Colts. You know what? You and me both, brother. (laughs) Both love the Colts. For all the reasons you just said, A, the Colts defense was the best defense in the NFL before they went into the bye and before they started getting really injured, right? So now they've had this two weeks to get better. The Lions, like they've always been a cardiac team, but it's one thing to be a cardiac team when you're playing against the Falcons. It's one thing to go on the road and blow out the Jaguars. It's another thing to host a really good team and also at home, but also this is a coaching matchup. And at the end of the day, Frank Reich is just a much better coach than Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia is, is out of his league when it comes to coaching. And I know we don't give value to coaches from a point spread perspective, but I am behind Frank Reich in this game 100%. Yeah, hello. Let's put it in. Boom. We got the Indianapolis Colts as three-point favorites on the road at the Lions. And you know what? I don't care what happens over the course of the week. I don't care how much more money comes in. I don't care how many syndicates come in. Um, really? It's locked in. Dude, we are locking in on the Colts. All right. Should we make it a bet your balls? Are we, is this a bet your balls? No, because I, like I like fading the public on those. They, they, we're, we're three and out. I want to keep it winning. All right. 
We need to bet our balls. We need to find a hornet's nest. I don't think we're, we're walking into a hornet's nest with the Patriots and the Bills right now. Patriots four-point dogs on the road in Buffalo. Game open to three. Yeah, I mean, I'm done. I'm done back in the Patriots. I feel like a, a soldier that just fought on the front line and just walked back home. I'm just like, I'm done. I, I'm done fighting for this team where I, I get what people are saying. That was a bad matchup with Sam Fran because uh, the 49ers – O-line and D-line is their strengths, and that's what the biggest weakness is right now for New England. But from what I saw with Cam, he's just hitting – he's throwing balls into the turf, and he's just not – he doesn't seem right. He seems hurt. Or maybe he's still having effects from COVID. Who really knows? But I can't back him again. I know the the Bills have been bad. Josh Allen was not scoring touchdowns against the Jets, and he made us sweat that whole survivor pool because he couldn't turn – these great drives and the touchdowns, which is, I mean, something's not right with the Bills. So I wouldn't put this in, but I'm going to be betting the Bills this week. I'm not, I'm not backing the Patriots until they get right consistently for a couple weeks in a row. Hot take Cam Newton's career in the NFL as a regular QB1 is over. I think you're right. And I think it's, it's funny where all of us, like a couple weeks in, we're like, oh, my God, Bill does it again. He gets Cam for nothing. All these teams, like, can't walk. I mean, you Bear fans were killing yourselves because you're like, well, we, we paid Nick Foles a ton of money to come here and we could have Cam for a million dollars. But I think we're just seeing the wear and tear of a running quarterback. He's just, he's just beat up. So I, I'm with you. I don't, I, don't, I don't see him being a starter next year for any teams. The Raiders are visiting the Cleveland Browns. Two and a half point favorites right now. The Browns are at home. Money and bets have all come in on the Raiders. Seems interesting to me that the Raiders, who didn't play very well this past week, uh, getting the money and the bets, are we thinking like wise guys are playing against public perception here? Maybe. I think it's just the public in general, we just, most people just lost money in the Browns. Why are they going to come the next day and go, yeah, I'm going to double down the Browns this week just because I lost that hook last week with the Browns. Most of us are sitting here thinking ourselves the Browns aren't good. Their defense can't stop anybody. And the Raiders, that was just insane. The NFL made them play that game. Like I, I was so happy when I woke up Sunday morning, that game was still on. I was like, we can get this in our competition and it's still under a touchdown. Like this, their whole offensive line left in the middle of the week and didn't come back to the facility until like Saturday or Sunday. It, it's just crazy. The NFL was like, yeah, we'll push all these other games to Tuesday, but instead we're going to move this game from prime time to four o'clock and give them less time to be prepared. So I can't fault the Sharps or the public for coming in on the Raiders here. Like as someone that has backed the Browns and lost, it's, they can't trust their defense, but I'm going to take the Browns here again at home against the Raiders team that, they just seem like something's missing with them where, like, they're getting healthy, they're getting guys back, they're, they're, they put good drives together, but they don't finish games. And I, I still think that the way the Browns are, they, they, they should be able to win this game at home. The, the, the way they design their offense just to run the ball, not asking Baker to do too much, this, this should be an easy one for the Raiders again, the Browns against the Raiders team that really can't stop the run. Yeah, but you got to hope they actually do that. Like, that's why we liked the Browns so much against Cincinnati is because they're going to keep the ball out of Baker's hands. They're going to give it to Kareem Hunt. They're going to run through with Swiss cheese Bengals defense, and everything's going to be glorious, and we're going to win that game by 22 points. And instead, like, they made bad calls in the beginning. They let Baker throw the ball downfield, which led to turnovers. And then their defense, as you noted, played terribly. So can we trust Kevin Stefanski? to make the right calls against a defense that is as tattered as the Raiders is. I feel like everything you just said, like, I don't, I don't want to put the Browns in. I, I, I can't go through it again with them. I can't do it. No. I, I can't do it. But here's the problem. We're, like, getting down to the end, and we got one freaking game that we like. All right. <laughs> we, got, we got the Vikings visiting the Packers. The Packers are touchdown favorites. Still very early. Too early to, to put any credence behind any of the, the percentages with money and bets both being on the Packers right now. Is the, are we walking into a hornet's nest? Are we betting our balls here? What are we going to do? Oh, God. And it's brutal because I had this number at seven. Um, 
What side do you like, Chad, just looking at this? I probably like the Vikings at plus seven. Right. This is such a pro play. It's like we have to take the Vikings here, and I hate it. I hate it because the Green Bay, they're just good. All around, they're just solid. They got good defense. They got a great offense. really well. I guess the reason I got to do it is because – the number is going to move up because of all the public action, or at least the number, the number probably stay at seven, but the, the public will be all in on the Vikings. I mean, on the Packers yeah. and the Vikings and the Vikings, like they're coming off a bye. Like I, that that's, you know, and I do think that Mike Zimmer is a good coach and, and my feeling on the Vikings is going to, has been that they were going to need to get through some time for their defense to figure it out. Cause they lost so many players. And this is something that, like, on the Action Network podcast, Stucky has been saying all year. Like, this defense will need to figure out who they are. And I'm going to bank on the fact that they're coming out of the bye and have had that opportunity. Yeah. Like, the the biggest thing here is this is the Vikings' season, pretty much. Either you win this game, you get back in your divisional race, or you lose and the season's over. They're already trading outs on their defense for draft picks. And it, it is one of those where it's just a back against the wall for the Vikings. I, I like them to keep it close. So I'm going to take the Vikings here. But like I said, it like, do we want to put this in? Because this, this would honestly be like bet your balls pick of the week if we really wanted to take the Vikings. But I, I like a different game better for that one. All right. Well, I'll, I'll – I'll put a question mark here because I don't want to, you know, steal your thunder. Um, I'm not going to steal your thunder. A reminder to everybody, go rate and review the podcast. Simon and I are giving away $100 for every game we win this week from the five that we choose for the DraftKings Pick'em Contest. And um, all you have to do is use the phrase that pays. Simon says, we love winning. So, by the way, also another plug. Everything we're talking about, every stat I'm talking about, every ticket count, every betting percentage, all that's available for free in the Action Network app. Go check it out. Let's head into the late games. First one up, Chargers visiting the Broncos. Justin Herbert playing like the sixth overall pick. Just really a laser. Drew Locke looking really uncomfortable in the snow against the Chiefs. The Broncos are three-point dogs. This, my friend, is no. the bet your balls no. pick of the week. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I, I was know. thinking Saints-Bears. I was thinking Niners-Seahawks. No. I know. I know. This is, this, this is so – I love this game. I love that. Like, I had this at a pick. The fact that the public has come in now and bet this Chargers team up that I get a plus three with the Broncos, I just – Everything you said is so true. Locke has not been good. Even in that Patriots game, he was not good. And I might be really misreading this one with the Broncos team, but I love that it's the Chargers coming off Herbert's first win at home, now traveling for a divisional game against a team that just got blown out in a divisional game. It just feels like this is a smart number and a smart play, and the right right side is going to be the Broncos. So I'm on the Broncos here. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I like, I didn't have a read on it. And if you do, you're the professional. Here's my only ask. We're not fucking walking it back on Sunday morning. Like, All right. leaving this game right now. This is Love what it. we're doing. I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100%. Where you go, I go. Together, forever. Shlemizel, shlemazel. Okay. <laughs> That's yes it. Mish. Okay. Here we go. Broncos plus three. That, my friends, is your bet, your balls of the week. Bet. <laughs> big balls, bet of the week. That's what I'm talking about. The big balls, bet of the week. <laughs> all right. This one is a hornet's nest. I'm walking to a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. Saints minus four on the road against Chicago. Like... Game opened at uh, plus three, by the the Bears plus three. It's an interesting one. Like, this is where, like, you kind of have to bet on the Bears because – You love it. You love the Bears here. Come on. I kind of do love the Bears here. Losing by 14, like, last night. 
And by, by the way, time. losing by 14, they might as well have lost by 40 because yeah. they were never in that game. And that was garbage at the end. And like, this is the, this is a spot for the Bears. Like, the, you know, bad, bad performance on Monday night. What, what scares me is I know there is going to be a stat that Stucky or Raybon are going to bring out on their podcast about, you know, teams being favorites on the road on Monday night against bad teams, which is what the Bears are. So it's going to scare me, but I think we go with the Bears here. Yeah, this is an auto play. Even if you lose this bet, this is one you always have to play. A team loses in prime time that they're good, they're coming back home, and they're a dog at home. You just – we're betting on the defense here. Now, the Saints, the way they play, if Michael Thomas is in this game, yeah, that makes you a little, little worried. Maybe we'll get more value on the Bears number. So you could wait to make that play. But if he's out again, I can see this number coming back down to three and a half, three. So I'm, I'm going to play the Bears number here today at four, but I'm going to wait to bet more this weekend. All right. Me too. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And then we're going to put it in the contest, and then I'm going to text you on Sunday morning, and I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I'm leveraged to the hilt on the Bears. <laughs> Just saying, that's what's going to happen. But I'm glad that, like, I don't have to worry about it with the Seahawks and the Niners, which is the next game up. The Seahawks are three and a half point favorites in this game. I mean, I'm also glad, look, the Seahawks for us were the last game out on Sunday. We put the Patriots in instead. Like it, and I went to bed at nine 30. Like I was like, I'm done. My, I was like, I had a headache. The Browns thing was lingering. I just wanted to be done with the day. And so, um, I was glad to not watch the end of the Seahawks game. I was also glad to not have this Seahawks game. Yeah, and we talked like anytime – as soon as that game got moved to primetime, that's when I was like, all right, I'm off the Seahawks. Because Russ just keeps these games close in primetime. It's really weird where when he's a dog, I love having Russ in primetime. Whenever he's a favorite, it, there's always something weird going on at the end of games where they almost lose. I mean, we look back now, the fact that the Patriots – put over 30 points up on them is insane. I mean, that's like terrifying to think. The yeah. Patriots scored 30 points on the road against the Seahawks team. So I'm with you. I've been wrong in the 49ers a couple times this year, but I'm still up just because the games they've lost, they were huge favorites. But this is one of those where Seahawks just lost on the road. I'm going to happily take them at home here, at, especially if the line gets down to minus three. Like, I'm going to take the Seahawks. So this will be a close one, but I'm happy to take the Seahawks. Well, look, right now the money is the, – the bets are coming in on Seattle and the money is coming in on San Francisco. Garb. So it's very good possibility that we will get uh, the Seahawks at minus three because all that sharp money is coming in on San Francisco. And by the way, like, look, San Francisco has been pulling miracles out, right? And yeah. no matter how many players are getting injured, now Debo Samuel is going to be out for a couple of weeks. Kyle Shanahan proving what a good coach he really is. Um, but I don't mind. I don't mind being on the Seahawks at minus three here. If we can yeah, get them at minus three. It, I see why they're playing it too. If you look at the numbers, like the, the Seahawks front line is just bad. Like they can get moved around. They don't really have anyone on that D line that scares you. So I think these guys are just thinking in a close game like this, like Russ likes to keep it close at San Fran. Well, the 49ers will mainly just be running the ball against this kind of front that the Seahawks have set up. but. I just feel way more comfortable taking uh, Seattle after their first loss at home here than I would take in the 49ers after a big win coming across country again to play another road game. So uh, I'm with you on the Seahawks. All right. Uh, Cowboys-Eagles, Cowboys seven-and-a-half-point dogs at Philly. Oh, God. Back again. You can't. I mean, you're supposed to take the Cowboys here but I cannot do it. Like, it's the same thing as last week where it's just the Cowboys' offensive line is is just bad. I know they're getting their center back this week, and Martin's a great player, but I just – I cannot do it. I mean, the kid is a, is a seventh-round pick or sixth-round pick at a JMU is their quarterback now. Playing against an Eagles team that's coming off long rest has a really good D-line. It's just there's too many – too many variables for me to take um, 
Dallas here. Like, so I'll, I'll take the seven and a half or seven with the Eagles. And it, it's just one of those I wouldn't put in, though, because it scares me off where it's a divisional game. But I, I cannot bet the Cowboys. Like, I know they have not covered yet this season, but I feel like the books haven't adjusted to not be in Dak anymore. And I still think you're getting a good number here. Well, I have this at 10. So I'm happy to take the Eagles. Wow. Do you want to take the Eagles in the contest? I don't because I know it's going to blow up my face. I just have like this feeling in like gut right now. Like I, I want to do it so bad because it's just this is such a bad number. But I can't, I can't pull the trigger. I, listen, we got, let's, let's put it on there right now. Let's okay. put it on there because we got a lot of maybes. So this can be in the maybe list. Buccaneers on Monday Night Football, 10 and a half point favorites over the Giants on the road. This is like, look, this is going to fall into every bet the dog category that there is. You're going to have a double digit road favorite on Monday night with that favorite getting 80% of the money. Like there's going to be no reason to take the Buccaneers. So it's either Giants or Skip. Yeah, auto play on the Giants. Even if you don't cover this, like everything you just said is so true. A primetime game, all the money in the world has been coming on the Buccaneers. Um, all the teasers, everything's going to be tied into this. But I cannot put the Giants in our pick pool. It, okay, I'm taking them off the list because I had just written them down. I'll take them off. Yeah, we can't do it. It's, it's too much to – the risk with Daniel Jones like last week I felt comfortable with it against the Eagles because that was a divisional game that number kind of inflated where this week this number feels right I had it at 10 it's the public has come in I guess some sharps and some 10 and a half now um but yeah you have like I will play I'm gonna end up playing the Giants plus 10 and a half just because it's a primetime game but yeah I can't put it in all right well listen we're we're down to it now we're down to this these this is what we are choosing from over the weekend when we text each other on Saturday and Sunday. We're going to choose like the Ravens if we can get them at minus three. We are definitely not walking it back, definitely taking the Colts. I would say let's take the Vikings at plus seven. I don't hate it. Okay. Colts minus three at the Lions. Vikes plus seven at Green Bay. Broncos, the what was it? The big bet ball, the bet, <laughs> bet your balls, bet your big balls. It's the big bet, the big bet balls of the week. Uh, the big balls, the big balls bet of the week. That's what it there is. The big balls bet of the week on the Broncos plus three. That's definitely in. Colts minus three, Broncos plus three, Bears plus four is definitely in. So now then we have this. Then the Seahawks were at minus – if we can get them at minus three against the Niners at home, we like that. Would you like the Seahawks at minus three and a half too? Uh, I don't love it because I, I, even though I've said on here I hate pushing, like I, feel, I just feel more comfortable with three because it's just the way the Seahawks defense is. It's just scary with their, their defense. I feel like the back door is always open. But yeah. I, I'd be no, – right. you want to put them on the side still? Yeah, let's, let's leave them out and like if – if it comes down to it, I'm probably going to end up on the Bills, I'll be honest. So, like, we can put that in as a holding right now with the Bills minus four. Bills minus four against the Pats. And I also have the Eagles on the list. Eagles minus seven and a half. Right, and that's, that's when we're going to text about. Because, like, I want to see first what the deal is with the Eagles injuries because we still have a couple guys coming back. So, I, I want to wait and see what the deal is with a couple guys in the Eagles defense before I lock that one in. All right, so for sure we are doing Colts minus three in Detroit, Broncos plus three at home against the Chargers, Bears plus four at home against the Saints. And then, like, we got to wait and see on the Ravens, on the Seahawks, on the Eagles, and on the Bills. Yeah, we have a couple options here to switch in and out. So we're going to talk Friday and Saturday, and we'll, we'll finish the last two. All right, and everybody should follow Simon Hunter in the Action Network app to get the most updated picks we are thinking about, and I will put those into the app on Sunday morning once Simon and I have locked it in. But now it is time to reveal our winner uh, last week. 
We asked fans to rate and review the podcast. Those who did and used the winning phrase of the phrase that pays in the review were eligible to win up to $500 because we're giving away $100 for every game. Simon and I choose correctly. This week we went three and two. This winner is winning $300. We did have a ridiculous amount of reviews. So thank you for that. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. We got to move this podcast up in the rankings. I know Matt Mitchell is spending nights thinking about that. So here we go. The winner. Oh, wait, no. First, go rate and review the podcast. This week's phrase that pays. Simon says, we love winning. That's what it is. We love winning. Simon says, we love winning. Put it in there. We will randomly choose the winner to get that cash. As Chris Raybon says, let's get that shmoney. And the winner of last week's contest winning the $400, because we're giving a good karma payout to anybody uh, on, in, uh, because we had the Browns, um, is from Sal Adragna, A-D-R-A-G-N-A. This podcast has come a long way. I used to listen to Chad and Bob Scucci on my commute to the office. Now I listen to Chad and Simon Hunter on my commute from my bed to the kitchen. Like Simon says, we worked it out. Even though life is much different now, football and sports gambling is still the same. Having these two guys break down the games before I make my picks for the week has made all the difference. Huge fan of the show. Keep up the great work. Why, thank you, Sal. And I got to say, you got to put your real name in the reviews because there was another review that Matt Mitchell and I loved and we can't have the winner because like, we don't know how to contact the guy. So Sal, you got to contact Matt Mitchell, matt.mitchell at actionnetwork.com to get your cash, $400. How great is that, Simon Hunter? Just a man of the people you are, Chad. It's what I do. It's why everybody likes me. I said it last time in the podcast. Everybody <laughs> likes me. All right, this has been The Favors from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Download from Apple, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you. Love you.